Hi guys, welcome back to the Mojo Maker Show. These are the Monday Mojo episodes that I film live on YouTube, the Vitality Coach TV on YouTube on Monday morning, midday, East Australian Eastern Standard Time. So these are usually very, very live, raw and real, and they go hand in hand with the Monday Mojo blog posts, the email that goes out to my tribe. You can sign up to that on the vitalitycoach.com.au. Don't forget to order your copy of my third book, Adulting the Rally of Life, online on the shop on vitalitycoach.com.au. So welcome to the next version of Monday Mojo. I hope you enjoy this episode. As always, it's given and written and provided in a way to help you get a toolbox, some tips, and some practical guides to navigate your way from chaos to calm and have you thinking a little bit differently on shifting some coordinates for a greater success and sustainability in what you're doing. So thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi guys, uh, welcome back to the show. I'm Nikki Fogdenmore, the Mojo Maker and your host for the Mojo Maker Show, Monday Mojo. And welcome to my YouTube channel and the podcast, so YouTube, Vitality Coach TV and podcast, uh, The Mojo Maker Show. When you're listening to this, wherever you are, whenever it is, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really excited about these topics and also it's a real privilege to be able to speak uh, to a lot of you have been starting to pick up a lot of these models. You will be able to get a lot of the models and the systems from the new book, Adulting the Rally of Life, which will be my third book out before Christmas uh, 2020. Fingers crossed with COVID. I've had a lot of Uh, setbacks, but it's been pretty entertaining. So today's session, I promised one of my friends that I would try and keep it to 15 minutes. She sent me this um, challenge today. So let's see if we can aim for that. And before I start, I just want to say, please um, like and subscribe. Um, That'd be really fantastic. You can click down below on the YouTube channel, also through the podcast available as well. And all the show notes will be available on vitalitycoach.com.au. The links for that are all in the description box below. You can also leave comments and you can also get hold of me by the email. So finding out how to get in touch is really easy. Just go below in the description box on this video as well and come join me on Monday Mojo emails. They go out weekly or whenever I get around to it. I write them all individually uh, and very personally. So sometimes I might skip a week depending on what's going on, but usually I'm pretty forthright and regular. I want to try and provide you as much free and direct content as possible to help elevate what you're doing and firmly put you in the driver's seat. So if you haven't already joined one of the show, you'll know that I talk about awareness, accountability, courage to be in your truth and to really show up in your life. And that's the big crux of all the books from Vitality to Fitpreneur uh, and to Adulting the Rally of Life is to really navigate this landscape that we live in and be the CEO of all areas, not just work stuff, but make sure you're congruent and everything. And there's now no better time than the present than to step up, suit up, and get ready. So today's episode is the truth matrix. I've spoken about before. There's a wonderful lady, Pamela Panifex, speak about the four quadrants of communication, the difference between passive, aggressive, and assertive communication. And truth is a massive subject globally at the moment. In fact, it's been Uh, The veil is lifted. A lot of people have been exposed and we really don't know how to handle the truth, let alone come up with our own truth. So I want to loop back. There is a series on my YouTube channel. There's four videos all about the truth. And that's also how to use it, how to find it, how to articulate it and how to create a safe place to receive the truth so people can actually communicate to you 
uh, with their truth because there's nothing more empowering and liberating. So I will link those videos in the description box below. So let's get to today. How do you really show up for yourself and why is it important? If you've been following the Adulting series, the first thing that I did was I spoke about how to recognize the signs of overwhelm and why everyone feels like they're in survival mode when you've got your head in your hands and you've just been time and time again trying to push through life, giving every single element that you can do to sort of fight your way through. I call this bulldozing through life. You know, we're taught to to get up and to start again and have another go and and to push through things. I think what's really important is to understand there's another way to navigate the territory that you're in. And it doesn't mean that you have to fight your way through life. So getting battle scars and being resilient and, you know, being able to take all the hits is really not a healthy way to live. There's a much easier way to live. And we have to put down the stories and perception that conflict comes with communication. So when you're in your truth, true conflict doesn't exist because there's nothing to argue about. There's nothing to manipulate. There's nothing to present. There's nothing to try and coerce. Um, We know it's like a really, really firm oak tree with solid roots. It doesn't matter what storm is going on around it. That tree stands tall and firm and solid. And that's what it feels like when you're in your truth. But getting to that point and overriding all the programming, the old stories, is really, really challenging. So if you haven't had a look at how to recognize the signs of overwhelm, adulting, survival mode, then check out awareness, So, which is really understanding the difference between your program subconscious behavior and yourself. The programming dialogue that you have in your head is that busy little voice. I always say, please name your ego. Mine's called Bob. I don't mind if yours is called Shaniqua, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's really important that you identify that that subconscious is a very core part of who you are. So rather than being rude and dismissive and hating that little voice, you've got to understand that it's come from somewhere for a need of validation and for understanding that you are a union of both the dark and the light, the good, the bad, all those things. So recognizing that that voice has just helped you in its own terms to think it was surviving and coping, but now you're going to take control and listen to yourself. The self is very quiet, it's knowing, it's grounded, and it uses less words. The busy mind, the over-rationalizing, overworking, over-communicating brain is the one that is usually our saboteur because the self always knows and the self doesn't need to push. The self doesn't need to force, to fight, and to keep standing up and being resilient. So if you can find space in yourself to start identifying your subconscious tone of voice from your true self, it will be one of the greatest assets that you'll ever have in this life to navigate through it. I also want to debunk a myth that you just eradicate your ego. I don't know if anyone's read Michael Singer's Untethered Soul, or you've obviously probably listened to The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, or, you know, power of one and all sorts of things that are so relevant about understanding where some of these thoughts come from and that you're always going to have a subconscious kind of mental aptitude for arguing your way out of something. You've just got to recognize it and then park it and listen to yourself. So recognize that little subconscious voice and then park it, but you never really eradicate it. Even the top sportsmen, astronauts, people that require the highest precision and presence mentally are aware that their thoughts are so powerful. So rather than giving it a bad reputation, understand that your subconscious has just been there in survival mode probably most of your life up until now. 
And when you can recognize that, you can diffuse it and you can choose the path less difficult, much more quiet and choose yourself. So matrix that subconscious thought out and choose the one that will be in your highest good. And once you've done that in your awareness mode, which is the video that's previously before this as well, I'll put the link there. You can start to understand what do I really want, feel, need, and how am I going to communicate this? Because when you stand in your truth, nobody can actually take you from that position because it's your truth. The problem is in today's society is we're often taught from a very young age to present an idea. Like if you eat your vegetables, you'll get the ice cream type thing. But what if you just did and showed up completely as yourself congruently all the time? So I want to give a little nod to a girlfriend of mine, Lane Beachley, who just uh, started an amazing program all about truth as well. It's the Awake Academy. I'm so proud of her because we often bounce back and forth amongst each other. And I had her on the phone today and we were talking about the fact that we are just absolutely unapologetically in our truth. Like it's, it's alarmingly so now, but it hasn't been an easy journey to get there. And so both of us are on this mission collectively to help people find their way to find their truth. Because when you have that, boy, oh boy, does your world change. The problem is, is that we're afraid of truth. We think that truth is laced with danger. We think that truth is going to bring us conflict, whether it's relationships at home or work. Because the early days when you might have voiced your truth, you might have got told off, berated, belittled, shamed, guilted, or even a fear response. Society, religion, rules have made it really difficult for people to be true to who they are. So thankfully with today's world, we're really coming out of that suppression, but you need to actually walk the talk yourself. So instead of ethically bystanding and going, yeah, the collective energy at the moment is that we all have to be in our truth. And, but then when it comes to you like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to have conflict. You have to start showing up for yourself. So that's my challenge to you today. When you're listening to this, wherever you are, or you're watching this video, you say, how am I going to show up for myself? So the exercise that we're going to do is the truth uh, matrix. Uh, I'm also going to put, uh, when you sign up to Monday Mojo on my emails, you get all these worksheets for free as well. So there's a link in, in the description box. But I'll take you through this quadrants of communication, your truth matrix, where you can anchor all decisions, whether it's personal or commercial. And often when I'm working with my C-suite clients, I work with extraordinary leaders. So hi, you guys are just remarkable. It blows my socks every now and then is you'll probably get, usually from me, they get a couple of what I call little etches on the side. So that's usually people they need to speak their truth to. And the very first one is usually to ourselves. How are we not being honest with ourselves? So if I was to say, Nikki, uh, it is not okay that, like how am I not showing up for myself? How, how do I have to really bring truth to myself? So I think the first way to actually start using the truth matrix is to understand how do you want to show up for yourself? What is your truth? What have you not been acknowledging? And then talk yourself through each of the quadrants. So by honoring your truth, when you get to the end of this, you will be able to communicate not only with yourself clearly, but with others and avoid all conflict. It really does work. So the first thing is, what do you think? So for example, mostly we want to articulate our truth when there's incongruence or we're out of alignment with something, right? Because when you're in alignment, you know, you don't really need to make an announcement or a press release or put a statement forward. But the truth is not a conversation. So if there's something in your life or someone in your life that you've never really confronted and you just say, oh, well, I'll get over it or it doesn't matter, or I'm taking the high ground, 
but it's sitting there and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you're listening to this. You go, oh, that's that thing, but I don't need to anymore. I've healed. Have you? Because the thing is, until we actually voice our truth, until we say something, until we acknowledge it to ourselves, it stays there dormant, you know, in in a, a kind of a holding pattern in the cells in your body that doesn't really release you to the highest form of liberty and freedom. Sounds woo-woo, but it's not. Because when you are able to um, operate in that zone, I call it zero gravity, you have no energy required because you're not worried about what someone's going to think or react or respond. You're just in your truth. And I know uh, a lot of people that have gone through, you know, horrific uh, victims of crimes, um, situations and bullying, and when they've finally been able to speak their truth, the relief and the freedom that's come from being able to stand up for themselves and have the voice has been life-changing. So whether this is going to reflect for you in a business situation or work situation, it doesn't matter. It will probably be across both. But I want you to think about who do you most need to have a conversation with, even metaphorically, on what the truth really is. Uh, And if you don't have anyone just yet, do it with yourself. The first quadrant is the what do I think? So what do you really think and feel? And then you know, before you even worry about what you want to need, you have to be able to acknowledge your thoughts and feelings. What happens when people go through situations is they often suppress their feelings. They say, I'll just get over it or it doesn't matter. But someone that's important to you or an arrangement that's important to you or a business deal, or even whether you're, you know, you're going to look at investment, whatever it is, it all has energy to it. What do you think about this people place project? What do you feel about it? What do you need to articulate? They're bullet points. They're not excuses. They're not, hi, Philippe, how are you? Um, they're real core truths. You know, it's like, I feel, I think in bullet point form. And then you'll notice on this little sheet here, uh, if you've been working with me, you'll know that there's something called blurts. So blurts are the subconscious brain going, oh no, that, that person's going to you know, they were sick or they were ill or they didn't understand, or we make all these excuses for other people's behaviors. And we make excuses for our behavior. We say, oh, well, I was trying to do the right thing. I didn't want to hurt them. You know, lying by omission is just as guilty. So avoiding the truth is ethically bystanding in your life. And by saying the truth, you do not have to bring conflict. You do not have to shame. You don't have to hurt people. Actually, will release a lot of people and projects and situations from staying stuck. So you think, what do I think? To choose a person that you want to speak something to, what do I really feel? What do I want? You know, what do you truly want? Like your real wants of situation and what do you need? So let me use an example. So a friend of mine at the moment is going through, you know, some really challenging times and they're just stuck. They've been in the same situation in their life for many, many years and they thought they could fight their way through it. They thought they could take the moral high ground and they didn't want to fail. So at the, the thought of backing away and honoring their truth meant for them from programming that they'd be failing. But instead, I'm saying, no, you've got to honor your truth. So if it comes to family or if it comes to custody or if it comes to love or if it comes to investment or projects or a job, what do you feel about it? And what do you think? What do you think is the right thing for your highest good? And if someone has wronged you, It's really not about them. This is about you going, I do not think it is okay that because I believe X, Y, Z. I feel that I should have come forward earlier. So what happens with a lot of people that have stuck with trauma bonding 
is that you suppress your truth and then you feel ashamed that you didn't stand up for yourself. And it doesn't matter if it's in a boardroom or if it's in a classroom or if it's around the kitchen table. We have an extraordinary judgment on ourselves for letting something progress or continue or stay stuck and not standing up for ourselves. So, you know, you're allowed to say, I feel it's about time I stood up for myself and spoke the truth because I want to let you know that I forgive you and I forgive myself. I want my kids to be happy. I want me to be happy. I want this world to have more harmony for us in it. I need you to understand that this is no longer healthy for me anymore. And I need you to understand it was important for me to speak up. So when you have these frameworks, you can articulate your voice clearly without pointing fingers, without blaming someone else's behavior, and without judging yourself. You finally get things out on the table. So we'll give it a business sense, shall we? Let's say you're in a board meeting and you have to come present some paperwork and there's a vote and there's a new chairman that's going to come around and you know that that has been tampered with and that even though there's the ideal person for the job, the politics of the organization keep preventing the right person sitting in that chair. And as a member of the board, you decide instead of just going, it's out of my hands, there's seven people, I'm not going to be able to make a change, you go, I'm actually going to start showing up and I'm not going to ethically bystand. I'm going to say the truth. So you prepare your notes on the subject. What do you think about why this person's the best person for the job? What do you think about the fact that there's been interference with the voting process and that we can, the board constantly chooses the safe bet that keeps everybody comfortable and happy rather than the best person for the job? How do you feel about bringing that to the table and standing up for that piece of truth? What do you want as an outcome? And what would ideally you need to have happen to feel that that truth has been honored and how you show up for yourself in that meeting? So it eradicates all the stories. And then while you're doing that, you write all the blurts down. Nobody's been able to convince them before. This is an old boys club. It's always the same. Um, I've never really spoken up before, so everybody will be shocked. You know, all these kind of strange conversations we have in our heads that prevent us from our tour of duty, which is standing up and doing the right thing. What is the right thing for you for your highest good? What is the right thing for the highest good of the group? And what is the right thing for the highest good of all? You know, three really conscientious pillars for decision-making. And you're only going to know that when you stop all the stories and you get to the heart of the matter, which is your core truth. So showing up for yourself means recognizing when something is not okay. It means identifying why it's not okay and how you feel about it. Then it means taking the time to actually define what you want as a better solution and what you need on how to get there. And then you have to have the conversation. And how you have the conversation, I always give my clients a script for having a conversation of truth. And this is back in a lot of the videos as well, but I'm going to say it again because sometimes we just don't hear it when we're in a certain mode. So hopefully today this this video and this podcast gets through to you so it resonates, so it takes the fear and the anxiety out of voicing your truth. If you've got something really, really important to say to a significant group or to a person, then you need to request a safe place to be able to articulate your truth without interruption and without a response, just for the moment. And that might mean that could be to your father, your spouse, uh, your kids, a boardroom, a manager, a leader, an old friend. You know, it's about not just sitting in the story of why I was wronged, but having the courage to go, this is important to me and I matter and here's why. 
So when you've written out those bullet points, you're realizing you're not blaming anyone else. You're actually taking accountability to say, you know, I need to move past this and I want to identify that behavior was not okay or et cetera, et cetera. So whatever your truth is, or even if you're going into a new deal, you can identify the decision-making frameworks for that deal to say it is important that if we go into this work deal together, that we have reciprocity of energy, complete transparency. I think it's crucial that we spend X amount of time together. I feel that this project would work well if I want us to be able to operate in these conditions, I would need for X, Y, Z to happen. So by clarifying and giving an anchor in your truth, people know where you're coming from and you don't need to manipulate that information. You need to honor yourself because then you'll be able to add extreme value. Then you'll be able to fully show up and you'll be able to make it really clear to everybody else what your values are. So let's talk about the little script you do to preface a really difficult conversation, especially one that is deeply personal and fills you full of fear and anxiety that sometimes it can make you feel physically sick to have it. Let me remind you, the pain of staying stuck in the wars of discomfort is far worse than the short-term pain of stepping up and showing up for yourself with this truth conversation. Your whole life will make an audible click. It's just that we're not taught how to do it. So let me take you through that. Number one thing is you have to prepare your notes and you have to take them with you. You cannot wing it. Wingers do not wing it, okay? And you write everything down and you don't over-articulate, you don't over-communicate and you don't overwork it. And you say to this person, it usually has to be in face-to-face on video or in person, I'd like to tell you something that's my truth, but I need you to A, listen, not interrupt and allow me to finish. I need you to listen, to not interrupt, and allow me to finish. Now, as you begin this process, you'll find that some people will start defending themselves or retorting because they get really nervous when truth is in the room. Just say, please stop. So if you've watched Austin Austin Powers, he goes, zip, zippy long stocking, zip. So when people start interrupting you when you're sharing your truth, you have to keep saying, stop, I'd like to finish. Stop, I'd like to finish. This is your press moment. You know, this is your statement. You're delivering a statement, not a conversation because it's imperative you get through every one of those quadrants. And then the other thing is, once you've finished articulating your truth, you don't need to have a conversation about it and bring up everything. You say, thank you so much for holding that space for me. I don't want to discuss it. I don't want to dissect it. I just needed to share where I was coming from and why that was important for me. And I appreciate you listening. And then you have to let go of what people will do with that information because you're there purely for yourself. You're not there to blame someone or to apportion more accountability to them. You're there to show up and say, this was important to me because I matter, this matters, and you matter. And then it gives a huge line of respect and communication and clarity with everybody in the room. So the danger is, is that sometimes when you do this in a personal situation, especially when you've got a slightly codependent situation or a narcissistic partner or boss, they'll want to take control back and then they'll say, don't tell anyone else until I've had a chance or, you know, they'll, they'll get in fear mode and they'll go, what do you mean? And tell me more and they'll try and defend the position. So what you do is the most beautiful word of all, I think in the English dictionary for me is the word grace. You gracefully say, this took a lot of courage for me to come to you with this. I'd like to have some space for this just to sit for a second. In today's world, we're so busy filling the gaps. We're so busy over-talking people, trying to control the outcome. We don't just let the truth 
rest for a little bit and allow the space for whatever that truth was to create a moment for indication, understanding, healing, recognition, ideas, and purpose. Instead, we want to fill it all and cover it up and forget we heard about it. So when anyone comes to you with their truth, allow them the grace and integrity to leave it at that and recognize the courage it would have taken for them, whether it's a a project wish or a contract or a personal thing that really, really has sat with them for over 20 years, that they've had the courage to show up for themselves, to do this homework, to sit down and to conscientiously turn up and give you their truth. Because that to me is the greatest sign of respect. When someone can be their truth with you, when someone can show up in front of you with no armor on, no masks on, in their highest self, then you know that you've really got their respect and they respect themselves. And those to me are really valuable attributes of leadership is being able to stand there without blame, without shame, without guilt, without fear, but just say, this is my truth. But it's a very neutral, beautiful position to be in because you don't need everybody else to do that or to be you. You just have to own your side of the street. So accountability and adulting the rally of life means doing more than just acknowledging when things are wrong or you were wronged or you've wronged someone else, but taking accountability to go, what do I think, feel, want, and need truly? And allow people the respect and the space to come back and create a better result for you, to apologize if that was required, to acknowledge for yourself that your thoughts, feelings, wants, and needs really matter, whatever the situation. And this is also a really fantastic tool uh, for job reviews, uh, getting to the bottom of what people really want, uh, for eradicating unnecessary conversation, for guiding your kids and how to honor that they are enough and that they can articulate clearly without conflict, without feeling afraid, and to also work with your partner on a contentious supper to say, listen, we're not getting anywhere, but here's what I think, feel, want, and need. And I want to give a a big attribution to Pamela Panifex from Holistic uh, Counseling, who really talks a lot about this in all her work, how partnerships, whether it's business or personal, are all relationships, you know. And so we have to realize that assertiveness can be delivered with kindness and compassion. It's not aggressive, but we're so averse to truth and assertiveness, we think it comes across like a sword. So once you start to have your truth, don't wield it like a sword. Don't throw it at someone, but actually come at kindness and compassion because truth doesn't take any energy either. I really hope this has helped you. Accountability means showing up for what is right, having the ability to voice it, and having this tool will help you articulate what the essence really is to take all the stories out, all the blurs, the shoulds, the fears, the anxiety, the possible repercussions and to sit in the reality of what really matters and what your truth is. Because when you own your truth, a whole host of doors will open up to you that are beyond what you ever imagined. And everyone knows where they stand then. And if you're in relationships that have done their time, ask yourself, why are you really hanging on? Because relationships that are truly meant to be together should be in flow. They should allow a safe place for truth. And we don't need people to own us. There's not a codependent requirement. It's not healthy to stay in a situation where you can't be yourself, but you have to be able to gradually articulate that and show up for yourself and realize that other person has the same level of responsibility to manage their own life. It's 50-50. You're two adults or two individuals in a situation. 
So you're not responsible for someone else's actions all the time. You're not responsible for someone else's happiness all the time. And you certainly are responsible for your own. So I hope this really helps how to honor your truth and communicate without conflict with the four quadrants of conscious communication, the truth matrix, what you think, how you feel, what you want and what you need, and the blurts that go with that as you're articulating that. My biggest advice to anyone is keep it simple. The quiet voice with less explanation will be your truth. The busy, over-explaining, hectic, kind of self-doubt-ridden, fear-driven side is your subconscious keeping you stuck. So be fearless, take a leap of faith, do the work, and I hope this gives you an ability to look at all areas of your life and come from a place of kindness and compassion and the clarity it will give you when you stand in your truth, you show up for yourself, and you can have that real sense of accountability to lead in who you are. And it's never too late to go back and say your truth. It really isn't. As long as you do it with kindness, compassion, uh, and with a sense of neutrality, there is never any blame involved. If you want more help on this, or you want to install more truth in your organization in a way that's congruent and safe, then please reach out because I think this is vital for leadership and our new frontier is that not only we know how to discover our truth, but communicate it and receive it in a way for sustainable success. So I'm Nikki Fogdemore, the Mojo Maker. Thank you for tuning in today, Monday, the 19th of October. Whenever you watch this as a timeless recording, uh, and if you're listening to the podcast show, The Mojo Maker, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we've, you know, it's just such a pleasure to be able to host this and have these conversations. If you're interested in working with me, please hop on to the vitalitycoach.com.au. Uh, leave a contact email there or shoot one below to Nikki at the vitalitycoach.com.au. And I wish you the very, very best week ahead to navigate through, to try the worksheets and to understand what your truth really is and to not be afraid to start voicing it. Because if everybody held that power to come from kindness and compassion, when someone really loves you, when a leader really values you, when an organization or community really cares, they will always listen to the truth. So the person's ability to receive the truth is also a reflection of how much they care about you as well. So just remember, no conversations. You've got your statement piece. You do so with compassion and kindness if you need help. I'll put all the video links, the truth series down there, and please reach out. I wish you the very best week ahead. Thank you for tuning in. You stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. And I'll see you guys next time on the Mojo Maker Show. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we'd love your review on iTunes, or you can jump online to thevitalitycoach.com.au. For more from Nikki, to sign up for the Monday Mojo and the Vitality Coach TV on YouTube.